Luck on Sunday, proudly sponsored by Albasti Ecruel Dubai. Right, just six this week. Balna Slow, first of all, Chris. This is the horse who won the Aintree Fox Hunters. Yeah. Or did he? Well, he did. It looks like he's going to take, have it taken away from him, unfortunately. Um, there's been a positive test for Cobalt, and there's a BHA hearing this week to talk about, you know, how did that happen? Um, I was there, and I, what impressed me so much was that basically the disciplinary panel talked Graham McKeever, the trainer, out of representing himself, presenting his, his defence to the, these charges over the phone on his own. Um, he was clearly minded to press ahead. He'd taken the view that, you know, this is, this is a lot of bother, we want to get it done, it's been hanging over us for a long time, let's just get it finished. Uh, and they said, no, look, you know, th these are serious charges, potentially with serious consequences. Um, you can get representation almost for free. I mean, there's like a £200 booking charge, but under a BHA deal with sports resolutions, you can get a barrister to turn up and represent you, um, basically pro bono in the right circumstances. Um, and, you know, against his initial instincts, he was sort of told, um, you know, this is the best idea for you is to wait a month or two and come back. And, you know, they didn't have to handle it that way. It would have suited certainly the BHA to sort of press on with the case right there and then, but they didn't. And, um, you know, that's all to the good that um, people who are up on charges are being looked after. Uh, so you're, a lot of people would say, too slow get on with it, justice needs to move quicker, but there's got to be a due process followed. I mean, the chairman actually said, having waited this long, we can certainly wait another month to six weeks. And yeah, I mean, there's, there's no point in just rushing to an outcome if the outcome isn't demonstrably fair. So, that, you know, that comes first. Um, Graham McKeever's not responsible for the delay. There, you know, it's a complex case. There's a lot of investigation gone into trying to find out exactly where the cobalt came from. Um, and we'll get to that more when the hearing comes around. But, but also, I, th I think in the first instance, they weren't sure who the charges would go against because ordinarily in a hunter chase, it's the owner who's the responsible person. It's different in his case because he's actually a licensed trainer. It, all sorts of complications that have slowed things down. We'll get there eventually. Yeah, interesting story and one we will keep monitoring on this programme. That's Bal on the Slow, who won the Ancient Fox Hunters, not this last year, but the season before, and might yet get that taken off him for a positive cobalt test. Right, UK grade ones. David Jennings in the Racing Post this week said that that the Irish would always have an advantage at the Cheltenham Festival because of the paucity of runners in UK Grade Ones, and we saw yesterday, notwithstanding the injury to Bouverdere, that there weren't too many runners in the in the Grade One fighting fifth, and that may well be a, a trend that's followed. How much should we worry about lack of competition at the top end in this country relative to Ireland, Oliver? Well, Ireland now is um, very very strong. Uh, when I first started training, uh, the Irish hardly had any runners at Cheltenham. Mm. Uh, now uh, they are extremely strong, as I said earlier. Uh, it's part, part and parcel of competition. It swings and roundabouts. Mm. It might say in five years' time, uh, it, it'll be the other way around. Um, uh, so I, I wouldn't be concerned at the moment. And I, it just makes us pull our socks up a bit more. I, I think it's good for competition. And are these things just cyclical? You know, you, yes. you, you think that it might change in due yeah, course? I, I think it will change. It's only a matter of time before it, it's not like saying that the Irish are better trainers or better have got better horses or perhaps they are have mm. at the moment. Uh, it just swings and runs. It's like Lamble was was centre of jump training and now there's more flat trainers than there are jump trainers in Lamble. So it, it goes it goes and swings and roundabouts. I wouldn't be too concerned. Do you get back to Ireland to ride much? Um, look, if the opportunity arises, Punchestown, yeah, I definitely love it. But it is so competitive over there, like it is like it is here, but. They've got an extreme amount of talent at the moment, and um, and they can keep them. 
Yeah. They can keep the horses. Anything beforehand, anything in yeah. Ireland, which was half decent, it was over yeah, the, the Irish Sea, over here, like that. You'd yeah. be writing a check straight away, wouldn't you? Absolutely. I had that Christopher Heaths when I had uh, and all those sort of people years ago. And now, but the only thing which slightly concern the Irish is if the likes of Giggingstown or JP or Richie suddenly. Well, Giggingstown are. Around, well, aren't they? Well, they're out, they're and they suddenly c c calmed out or, 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 or disappeared. Who takes over? Hopefully, some of the English boys then can get them back from Ireland. <laughs> it's, it's something to worry about for us in this country. I wish somebody in officialdom was making a really visible effort to ensure that we've got a flow of horses coming into this country because the Irish are demonstrably better at producing these jumps horses. You know, and, and then you know, it's a question of getting hold of them, isn't it? Always have been. Yeah. Should we talk about Kenboy again? <laughs> Go on. He seems to be popping up on here every week, but the good news is that he can run now, which is a, a relief to all. Uh, Chris, I'm, I'm interested in your take on syndicate regulation and, uh, and how we should move forward with this. Yeah, I mean, it, it's an area that needs to be properly regulated. I think that's been proved not just by this story, but by others. Um, there is some encouragement if, you know, if you're based in Britain uh, by the fact that the guys behind Supreme tried to set up in Britain and found that the BHA was mm. making life too difficult for them. Which so is they, good. They I mean, thank away. goodness so for that's, that. That's a big, that's another big tick for the BHA. That's a tick in their box. But I, mean, I, I think it would be ah, complacent to say that, you know, we've done everything that we should have done in this area. I mean, syndication is going to be the growth area in horse racing, we all believe and hope. You know, fractional ownership is the future, and that's how we get more people in the country involved mm. in horse racing. Um, but you have to make sure from the outset that these people are being looked after. Absolutely. And they're not just going to be mugs who are going to have their, you know, cash taken off them. Have you had a positive experience on the whole with syndicates? Oh, without syndicates, we wouldn't be training. But, I mean, have you personally, personally had a positive experience all positive. All positive. Open, uh, open the yard out. As uh, long as you deal with one person in that syndicate, you have a one-to-one -one trainer to syndicate manager and have open days and everything. I've had no negativity whatsoever. So that syndicate manager is then the conduit and then they can spread Correct. the message to everybody else. Correct. Absolutely. Uh, and we saw yesterday, we, you know, it didn't work out for them, but you know, Cabaret Queen, 69 members of the, of the syndicate there at, at Newbury in, the, in a race like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's got, it's, it, it, it's got to be positive. The only thing I can say is for the BHA to do that, you have random checks. We have random checks in our yard, suddenly just suddenly turn, t turn up uh, to, to inspect our yard. Why can't they do that for well, on, syndicates. On, on syndicates? I mean, see who they've got. And I, I would like it to be a bit more sort of regular, uh, transparent, you know, yeah. computerised than, than a random, you know, occasional check. It yeah, but needs the check, to be constant. But yeah, that way. Point taken. Or the oversight, more oversight is needed. More oversight needed. But Kenboy, it looks as though he can run soon, which is uh, which is good news. Uh, padded hurdles. I know you want to talk about that. We're going to talk about Tanuki Henderson in a few moments, Paddy, um, about Buba Dare and what happened to him yesterday. Yeah, like he's a perfect example of how the game, the probably hurls are changing for the better with, with padded hurls. Um, you've seen what happened to him at the second last. Look, every, everyone, fingers crossed, he's okay. But, you know, the, the way bringing all these padded, padded hurls in now is preventing things like mm. that. Yeah. And any injury to any horse you can prevent is, is a massive positive. To start with, I was a bit sceptical about them. But as time's gone on, I'm, I think they're a massive positive for the game. And yeah. isn't it... Go on, yeah, we all are a bit sceptical of any change. Yeah. As human yeah. beings, yeah. we are naturally. Any change, we're, we're always a bit suspicious. Um, and I was, more so for the noise. Right. And the youngsters coming up and schooling for the first time. And horses are very funny creatures. They'll suddenly see something different. They're seeing ghosts. Once they've gone over it once with the lead horse, they're away. Mm. 
And uh, as Paddy said, I, I personally, it annoys me that you've got three different types of hurdles. Mm. You've got the little brush hurdles like they have at Southall and Worcester. You've got the old-fashioned hurdles and other paddy hurdles. I think they should be all exactly the same. Yeah. Then it's fair for everybody. Yeah, that makes sense, doesn't it? It should yeah. be mandatory. Once you introduce it, then should away be you go. I mean, they wanted to sort of trial the padded hurdles for a bit, didn't they, and put them in sort of a couple of race courses, but they're in a few different ones now. I think they had some installation issues at Ascot, didn't they, the first day that they had them there? They might no, have they been fell a, over. The wind mm, issue. Wind but but issues, yeah. then they've resolved that You're over time. You're going to get that. If they're at Ascot and Newbury and working well, then I don't see why they can't be everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're talking about two gold standard courses. They need to be rolled out everywhere. I mean, yeah. I imagine we might be hearing from the, the new horse welfare board that's um, going to start talking next yeah. month, uh, you know, about... Perhaps we should be installing these everywhere. It won't be long. The whole every track will have. Yeah, them. I think it'll be consistency, and you know, maybe getting some of these hurls out to yards. Fergal O'Brien wouldn't mean mind a line of them if they were gone. So as I say, if the yards can get them, everyone can be on the same. You can't road. come to Lambourne anymore and school ever. Well, exactly. So we need to have them in the yard. <laughs> Is that Fergal O'Brien? Yeah. Do you ride for him? Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, right, let's talk about the weather. I don't know why we're talking about the weather, but there it is. It's appeared on the talking points list, so there you go. Uh, Carlisle is off today. Leicester is off today. Musselburgh is dodgy tomorrow. We lost Doncaster last week. Doncaster never gets abandoned due to the weather. Um, has it been problematic, or has there been an upside? No, listen, we've had two relatively dry summers and a, and a couple of dryish winters. Mm. I've, I say this winter is going to be the turn of the real heavy grand horses. Last winter was the turn of the goodish grand winter horses. It swings and roundabouts again. It happens. You're getting very philosophical and mellow in your <laughs> old age, middle age. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, listen, it, as I said earlier, it's the first time I got on grass schooling in October for 10, ten years. Um, uh, it's nice. It's nice to have a proper winter. And last year, Chris, this time last year, we were talking about the weather for different reasons. We were saying it's too dry. Too there are no horses running. There were only 12 runners in the Lavericks Trophy. Yes, there's always a problem, isn't it? With jump racing, it seems like we need to sort of land on a sixpence and get the perfect weather for whatever races we're having at that time of year. But, um, but what is the perfect weather? All, all the more credit to Keith Otterson for producing new like it was yesterday totally when, when it's, um, we're underwater elsewhere. Yeah. Well, I think, I think like, some, some sides of the country seem to be having it worse than the others. Mm -hmm. Like Doncaster, mm -hmm. for example, when have you ever known that being off? Never. Like, and then you go to Newbury yesterday, it's nearly good ground. So it's hard on some of these tracks at the minute. But, but when you see what's happened outside Doncaster, it's irrelevant. It's, it's exactly. It's, 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 a, it's only horse racing at the end exactly. of the day. There's people, their homes are being flooded, so that's more important. And we need higher sun as well, you know, for yes. horse racing. Particularly in, in the <laughs> Liverpool area. Yeah. Bring a real problem there. I don't know, if we just build a nice big building at the end of the home street at Aintree. And we didn't know about sun in my day when I was riding. You just went in. Yeah, you had darker goggles. Yeah, on. thank you. Equine sunglasses, anyone? Yeah. Darker goggles. Darker goggles. <laughs> you got to put them on the horse as well. What, what was often safety like in them days? What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> God, I've never been so glad for the bell as I am now. <laughs> Whoever put that on there. Anyway, Doyle is not James, it's Holly. Uh, Holly Doyle, who equaled the record for most successes from a female jockey um, yesterday at Wolverhampton, Chris. And you've been following her progress the last couple of months. Yeah, I mean, she had a flying summer and it was great to see, you know, opportunities being provided for, for this talented young person. Um, I mean, 106 winners this year is a big mm. step up on anything she's done before. I think 59 was her best. She's still only young. And the tie with Archie Watson has really helped her this year. Um, I mean, it's uh, it's not just a female thing. There's lots of jockeys, male and female, out there who, if you gave them more chances, more opportunities, they'd just be better. But w 
what, that's what we're seeing with her this year. She's, but, she's just sharper and better in, in all different aspects of her game because of the chances she's getting. But she's, she's equal Josephine Gordon's record. Yeah. But the difference was that Josephine Gordon rode quite a few of those while she was still claiming an allowance, yeah, whereas Holly's ridden out her allowance earlier. Yes. Therefore, she's fully fledged and yeah. surely therefore has a greater chance of building and consolidating on that. I hope so. I mean, you're always vulnerable to fashion, aren't you? And I think to some Perfect. extent that's happened with, with Josephine Gordon, um, you know, this year. I mean, she did sort of kick on a bit after the end of her claim, and then it's been, this has been a slower year for her. And yet, you know, when I watch her, she seems to be riding as well as she, she was before. I, yeah, we see her quite a lot, because she, uh, she's right yeah. out of Archie Watson, she's right next door, door, door to us. She's always got a smile on her face, always saying good morning, and just a terribly nice person, forgetting she's a good jockey, but she's just a yeah. very likeable person and a damn good jockey. But the pro I, th I think the sport can be reasonably pleased with the progress made by female jockeys as a whole in the last two years. Yeah, definitely. Um, it seems like but each generation of trainers and owners that comes into the game are more open to the idea of using female jockeys um, than, than we were in the past. I, I think the whole experience of my time following horse racing has just been sort of gradual trajectory of women doing better and better and better in the saddle and, and who knows where it'll end up but as Holly's showing you know all of those boundaries can be pushed back. Chris thank you. Um, those were this week's talking points or at least some of this week's talking points as I said we will be discussing the Phoenix Thoroughbreds issue in a few moments time and I will also be talking more imminently to Nicky Henderson about his good day at Newbury yesterday but more importantly an update on Boo Dare. Luck on Sunday, proudly sponsored by Albastiet Cruel, Dubai.